Hey there, English speakers, and welcome to another very special episode of the More Than English podcast. I am your host and teacher, Jesse, and I want to take your English to the next level. I want to help you not only become more fluent, but I want to help you learn how to become more fluent by using natural resources that you'll find on the internet, on YouTube, and anywhere. Um to help you use authentic material to make yourself more fluent. And I want to help you be an extra guide on that journey. So come join me. And I have a new kind of style. It's a language breakdown kind of style, but I'm doing it in a little different of a format. I'm doing the language breakdown style. If you are a subscriber to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash sweetacademy, then you'll know that I've been doing a language breakdown series in English and for myself to teach myself Spanish. I invite you to join me on that. It's been very successful, relatively speaking. And I am really happy with the results that's coming from this, both for me and for my students. And I do invite you to join me there. However, this series will not be there. This is audio only for you, my people, on the podcast formats. So whether you're listening on iTunes, Google Podcast, or Spotify, most of you are listening on Spotify, then I have a treat for you because I'm taking songs that you'll find on Spotify and I'm breaking those down specifically, breaking them down by the expressions and the vocabulary and the pronunciation to help you, number one, understand what they mean on a deeper level, and number two, be able to use this language when you speak English. And then at the end of the program, I have a little homework assignment for you to do. So this should be a lot of fun. Let's get right into it. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at a song by a group called The Animals. It's from the 19, ooh, probably, I should have researched this a little bit. It's from the 1960s. Let me look that up. And it's called House of the Rising Sun. Uh, and it's by the animals. House of the Rising Sun. If you want to look, look it up on YouTube or Spotify and listen to it after this lesson, then that's pretty much why I'm doing these. But... Um, there it is. It's from 1964, 1960s. What a great time for music, but it's from 1964 and I want to listen to it together. We'll listen to a little bit, break down the language, listen to a little more, break down the language. And then at the end, I have a little homework assignment for you to do and share in the more than English podcast Facebook group. So uh, go to Facebook, search More Than English Podcast or More Than English, uh, apply, answer the questions to get in the group, and you can put your answer there or to me directly on Facebook or Twitter, but it might be a little longer than Twitter. But anyway, or you can always book a lesson with me and we can go over it together. But anyway, let's listen to The Animals. House of the Rising Sun, and break down the language. Let's go. Um, um, um. 
house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. That it's been the ruin of many of our world. And God, I knew I won. Okay, let's pause there. Uh, and look at this first verse. There is a house in New Orleans. New Orleans is a state in the United States, by the way. But there is a house in New Orleans they call the Rising Sun. So the Rising Sun, that's the name of the house. Here's where we get into it. And it's been the ruin of many other poor... And it's been the ruin of many other poor boys. Many other poor boys... To be the ruin of something, and I would mark that down, to be the ruin of, to be the ruin of something, to be the ruin of many other poor boys. To be the ruin of something, it means to destroy something, right? To cause harm on something, to destroy something, to be the ruin of, right? You go to Italy, you see like the, these old, structures these old buildings that they're not buildings anymore they're pieces of buildings they're the ruins right because they were destroyed so to be the ruin of follow me to be the ruin of to be the ruin of means to destroy right been the ruin of many other poor boys and god i know i'm one uh and god i know i'm one and god he's not really talking to god it's kind of like a fluency builder, what I call a fluency builder. And God, I know I'm one. What about, by the way, I love this song so much. It's one of my favorite songs. Okay, let's continue. Let's listen to that again. There is a house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. My mother was a tailor. A tailor, T-A-I-L-O-R. By the way, I'll create a course. I'll create a link in a Google Docs with uh, the notes that you can have your notes along with these lessons, by the way. So that way you can have a visual too. But my mother was a tailor. A tailor is somebody who fixes clothes, who sews clothes, right? who sews clothes together, creates clothes, they're a tailor, a person who sews, right? My mother was a tailor, she sewed. That is S-E-W-E-D, but we pronounce it the same as S-O, sew. She sewed my new blue jeans. She sewed my new blue jeans. 
Follow me. Say it with me. She sewed my new blue jeans, right? With that rhythm, that rhythm. Dun, 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 dun. You don't have to say it with that rhythm, but it makes it easier for this exercise. Ready? Let's go. She sewed my new blue jeans. 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 You see how English is kind of rhythmic, right? She sewed my new blue jeans. My father was a gambling man down in New Orleans. New Orleans, again, is a state in the United States. And it's where Mardi Gras, they party, there are casinos down there, right? Okay, let's go. Okay, so now the only thing that a gambler needs. Now the only thing, you see now here, now it's a fluency builder, right? It doesn't mean now as in at the moment, right? It doesn't mean that. It's a fluency builder just to when you're saying something important, right? Now the only thing a gambler needs, right? You're kind of, uh, you're explaining yourself or describe, explaining yourself a little deeper, right? Now, the only thing a gambler needs is a suitcase and a trunk. A trunk is like the back of a car, right? The trunk. In England, they call it the boot, right? Now, the only thing a gambler needs is a suitcase and a trunk, and the only time he's satisfied is when he's all drunk. Is when he's all drunk. So to be all drunk, completely drunk, all the time, right? That's, that's the idea there, right? So let's look at it again. Let's look at it again. So during this powerful, powerful instrumental time, I'm going to pause here. Don't worry, I'll play it again. But 
I want to tell you what my what our assignment is for you to go back and listen again, pick out the expressions, and then I want you to tell me essentially what you think this song is talking about. What the story is. Tell me essentially the story of the song. Right? The song is tremendous. Tremendous means fantastic, wonderful, outstanding. These are all synonyms for very good. But it is tremendous storytelling. And I want you to essentially summarize the story. And say what it is. Is it just a reflection? Is it a warning? What is the message of this song? And that's what I'd like you to do for homework. But we're going to go on and listen to the last verse. And let's do that now. Powerful, powerful. And if you, by the way, if you watch the the official video, it's even more powerful once you know the story. But a mother tell your children not to do what I have done. So this is a warning. The negative, well, the positive would be tell your children to do what I've done, right? But the negative. Tell your children not to do what I've done. Not to do. We don't say like to do no, right? But we say not to do. Tell your children to do. Tell your children not to do. Let's say that again. Tell your children to do. Tell your children not to do what I've done. Spend your lives in sin and misery. A sin is breaking the law of God, right? That's what we say, like in the Bible or in the Quran. You know, the word is sin, to go against God or your religious beliefs, something like that. To spend your lives in sin and misery. So to spend your lives, when you spend your life, you spend something. So for example, spend time. Spend time. That's to use your time... Um, in a good way to use your time productively but the opposite of that would be to waste your time to spend your time non-productively right so uh you can spend your time you know during class studying or reading you could spend your time listening to podcasts and learning or the opposite would be waste time right to lose time but we say the word waste. So waste your time playing Candy Crush, for example. Right? Waste your time playing these silly, pointless games. Waste your time um, watching TV or whatever. Right? Whatever. You know what, waste your, what you do wasting your time. Right? 
So, spend your lives in sin and misery. So this, it's interesting because he doesn't say waste, right? That means occupy. Occupy your lives in sin and misery, right? We also use spend, spend your money. Use your money, right? Spend your time wisely. Or spend your lives in sin and misery in the house of the rising sun. Powerful. Tell your children not to do what I have done. Spend your lives in sin and misery in the house of the rising sun. Powerful. So let's break this down. Well, I've got, by the way, this is the second to last verse. So the penultimate verse, the second to last, we call it. There's one more after this one, the second to last verse. And he starts with the fluency builder, very common one. Well, well, I've got one foot on the platform. You follow me. Well, I've got one foot on the platform. Well, I got one foot on the platform. The platform here is the train platform, right? When you go on a train in a train station, the platform is where you go down before you get on the train, right? It's the waiting area. It's where you go to wait for the train. The train comes and you go from the platform onto the train. So if you have that idea, listen to this. Well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train, well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train, right? He's going somewhere, right? I got one, and he's, I don't want to get too much into the meaning, but it seems like he's undecided, right? Well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train. You repeat after me with everything. Well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train. Again. Well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train. Well, I've got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train. One more time. Well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train. And then I'm going back to New Orleans to wear that ball and chain. And a ball and chain, it's like a, uh, a slang or a colloquial way to say... Uh, like your married partner, your marriage partner, your ball and chain. It's also like what people wear in, in prison, in the old times in prison. They have the ball and the chain connected to their foot so they can't go anywhere, right? And we also use it as a slang person to mean, or a slang word to mean our wife, right? So, but it's the idea of something that has you attached, right? It has you strongly attached. And so 
Let's start from the beginning of this. Well, I got one foot on the platform, the other foot on the train. I'm going back to New Orleans to wear that ball and chain. Now that you know ball and chain, what do you imagine ball and chain references in this song? That's part of your homework. What is the ball and chain here? You have a couple different options, but there's only one correct answer. So let's listen to this verse again and then go on to the last verse. the song so much it's so powerful what a good story the way it loops around again i don't want to give you too much information for your homework but the way it loops around and connects the end the last line to the first line and it goes around in a circle and loops around l-o-o-p loops around oh my god that's so powerful so um Again, starting with well, well, there is a house in New Orleans they call the Rising Sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one. Same as the first verse. Well, there is a house in New Orleans they call the Rising Sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one. I don't have to explain that again because it's the same as the first. So let's go back. We'll listen to that verse again. Sing along. There is a house in New Orleans they call the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boys. And God, I know I'm one. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, first, have you heard this song before? 
If you did, have you thought about the lyrics before? Uh, it's a great, it's a great time to think about the lyrics, right? And to consider what uh, what they mean and what they're saying. Um, but uh, here's your assignment. Let me share with you my assignment and see if. Uh, well, let me share with you my assignment. And again, you can share this in the Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, share your answer in the Facebook group, the More Than English Facebook group. And I mean, let's get some good discussion going on there. But I want you to tell me what this story was about. Get in the Facebook group and share what you took away from this story. And I want you to do a couple things. I guess you can have a couple options. Option one, share an expression that really stood out to you, that you really like, that you'll use. Right? That's option one. That's the basic level. Option two, for the little bit more advanced learners, uh, summarize the story. Go back, look at the expressions that I taught and the verse by, well, the, uh, yeah, the verse by verse breakdown that we did and tell the story as you interpret it, right? And that's level two. Tell the story in just maybe two or three sentences. Nothing too in-depth. I don't need a, a full critique, but you could, if you want, give a full critique, and I guess that would be level three. You know, share your whole critique or your whole opinion on the song, your interpretation. But step two, really just summarize it. Two or three sentences summarizing, or one sentence summarizing the, the story of the song. And that's it. Um, so let me know. I'd love to hear back from you guys. I'd love to hear what you have. And I'm working on some notes from, uh, from these. I'm going to create notes to go along with these that you can have access to and that you can actually see and study with as you go along with these lessons. Um, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to provide as much valuable content to, students and give you the opportunity to take it as far as you want to take it, right? If you want to study with notes, if you want to go deeper, right? If you want to just listen and enjoy and sing along and then listen to the song afterwards and sing along, that's perfect too. Or if you want to take it to that next level, study with notes, study the notes and really dig into the language, that's perfect too. If you want to take it to the next level, to the ultra high level and book a session with me and we can talk about your fluency and what we can do to get you to your goals when it comes to English, then I'd love to talk to you there. Go to sweetacademy.com slash invite and book a call with me. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to talk to you and create a plan for you to become more fluent. Um, but other than that, I don't want to take any more of your time because I know you have a song to listen to now and to break down. So thank you for that. Remember, go to Facebook and search for the More Than English group. And that's it for me. Keep teaching. Keep learning. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.